Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Raleigh Little Theater Podcast. Uh, this is an exciting episode. Uh, this episode, we are going to talk to you about why we chose the plays in our upcoming season. So I'm Patrick. <laughs> there we go. You'll be understand. You'll understand that noise in just a little bit. Um, but I'm Patrick. I'm the artistic director here, and I'm joined today by Charles Spaniff, our executive director. What's hey. up? How you doing, Charles? I'm doing great. Good. So Charles and I wanted to produce this episode of the podcast just to give you a little bit of insight into uh, you know the, the season theme and all of the shows in the season. Talk a little bit about what made us excited about these shows and um, you know uh, what we hope uh, you'll take away from some of them if you subscribe and come see all these things. Um, so uh, I guess to start with, we're calling our 2019-2020 season now and then. And, um, you know, I guess about eight months ago, Charles and I uh, were approached by the Creative Mornings team to uh, give a speech on tradition, the idea of tradition. And they thought that theater um, and theater makers uh, would be good folks to talk about the theme of tradition. And so we've spent quite a bit of time, I guess, in the last uh, part of the year, last year, just thinking through tradition and what tradition means at RLT and what it means to us personally. And um, I think that that kind of started to really just seep into our work. And so um, as we were planning this season, um, we really uh, started to come to scripts and arrive at at, um, decisions that uh, really featured uh, really modern new scripts, things that um, haven't been done in the area, um, but also to really look at some of the plays that we um, have produced here at Raleigh Little Theater before that we felt um, were, would be resonant again and that speak to who we are as not only a company but as a community. And so uh, we really... Yeah, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, you know, just those of y'all who've been coming a lot the next, the last few years noticed that we, we've had a couple of seasons, Patrick and I were talking about, where every play we've done, with the exception of Cinderella, is a play that's never been done before at Raleigh Little Theater, which can actually be kind of hard if you're looking to do classics because the theater's been around since 1936. But um, like Patrick was saying, it just seemed this was a year in which we went really new with a few things and then really classic with a few other things. And, and that just to us is, is kind of fun because, you know, you think about theater as always like a dialogue. I was listening to a really interesting interview with Aaron Sorkin the other day talking about To Kill a Mockingbird, and, and he described the process of adapting as both being about different formats, different art forms, as well as adapting over time. And that just kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that's, you know, because I think to Patrick's point, like some of the plays that we're doing in this coming season, you know, are things that have been done at RLT, but it's maybe been 10 or 20 years. And so it means something different now. The conversation around it's going to be really different. Yeah, I agree. And, and just really looking back at the history and preparation for that speech we gave, um, it was just so inspiring to look back at uh, some of the major events that have happened in the theater's life and uh, to go, you know, one of the neat things that we didn't really talk about in the speech, but that was kind of like a beautiful realization for me is like through the spine of all that history and all the people that have walked through here is the just the tradition of storytelling and putting great stories on stage and how we can do that looking backwards and looking forward and uh that that's really exciting the idea of uh this theater really it exists in the present but it's forward looking and it also honors its past in kind of every decision we make and i think this season's really reflective of that 
So, uh, do you want to just jump into the season? Let's do it. Yeah, let's jump into the season. So, uh, we're going to go in chronological order. So, our Teens on Stage show for this summer is Antigone. (laughs) This is a new version of Antigone, um, and we're really excited about it. So, uh, in that program, and and the reason we chose this play is um, we're really looking at that program a little bit differently now. um, Since Meredith, our Director of Education, started... Um, we really thought about, you know, we were doing um, musicals uh, primarily. That was all we were really doing in that program. And, you know, that's great. And that's a fantastic education for uh, our teenagers. But we, we started thinking that it would be interesting if we did plays from different theater genres and maybe not always musicals for those uh, young people out there who maybe uh, don't consider themselves singers, that they might have an opportunity to join us in the summer. And, you know, the goal is to do a different kind of play every summer so that if someone starts in middle school and goes through high school, by the time they get to college, if they choose to pursue theater, then they've done a play from kind of every genre. And so we went back to classic Greek this summer. And so uh, Antigone is a great play. Um, with a very strong female lead, which was important to us as well. And we think the teens are going to have a really great time talking about the themes of that play and and the politics of that play as they kind of work through that camp this summer. So super excited about Antigone. The next show in the season is also, it's an area premiere. (laughs) That's good. I like the horn. Um, it, it is uh, A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, which is a fantastic musical, really fun, uh, very funny. Based off of uh, the classic film Kind Hearts and Coronets, which we're going to be screening. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're just thrilled about that show. I mean, you know, it's a fun show for those of you who are fans of, you know, things like The 39 Steps and this, this season's production of Baskerville. Um, that is going to be uh, a, a musical that's in a similar vein. Um, really, really wonderful music. I'm really excited about uh, the cast and the actors that will come out for that show. Uh, and uh, just thrilled to be doing it. So that's that's in August, and that's going to be in the Sutton Theater. So that will open our uh, season there. Next up, in the Gaddy Goodwin Theater, uh, we're going to do a play by Dominique Morceau called Blood at the Root. And... Uh, that's our area premiere horn there. Um, so, uh, yes, th- so it is an area premiere for us. And, and this play is, um, is a play that when I read, I really fell in love with. Um, it chronicles uh, the Gina Six. So um, in Gina, Louisiana, um, there were some students who uh, asked to uh, if they could sit under a tree that was normally occupied by the white students. And so uh, one of the the African-American students asked the vice principal if they could sit under the tree. And the next day when they came to school, there were three nooses hanging from the tree. And that set off a lot of racial tension and racial divide in uh, the city. And um, yeah, so there was a schoolyard fight. And there were were several skirmishes around the city um, once that happened. But then there was a fight at school um, where one of the... um, young Caucasian man um, was was taken to the hospital um, after the fight and six African-American students at the school were charged uh, with attempted murder Um, and so uh, you know it it just set off this conversation about race and the justice system and 
and kind of high school politics and in this small town and this play chronicles that whole story um, so we're really excited to present it and to have conversations with our community about um, that not only that event and that period of history but also just some of the things that we see kind of happening in the world around us right now with um, hate symbolism and, and signs uh, popping up at institutions around the country and I think this um, this made a lot of sense to us just after the really just the great response to blood don't sign my name a couple of seasons ago that we did here some of you probably came and saw that and and there just seems like there's a need for a kind of a follow-up conversation and and this just like patrick said seems to really directly kind of relate to some of the things that unfortunately are still happening so um so i think it'll be a really robust conversation around this and it's the first time we've done a play by dominique morso who's a really important new voice in the american theater she's not brand new but recent voice in the american theater mm-hmm. we're going to follow that with our first family series play which will be in the sutton this is one of our then uh, of the now and then season no air horn no air horn uh, for this one. but yay yeah applause yay um so uh the first uh show in our family series next season in the sutton theater is going to be you're a good man charlie brown and you know this is a show that as as um happened here before uh, very popular of course and you know we just feel like um it's resonant what i love about the charlie brown stories and particularly you're a good man charlie brown is that those uh stories have been around for a long time i mean similar to the theater right so there's all this history but they're still very relevant and very meaningful to kids today and so the lessons that we take away from these stories uh still matter you know they mattered to me as a kid um and and they still matter to children now and so we think it's a good thing uh, to have that on the season as parents and kids get to experience it together. Yeah, pretty crazy how Charlie Brown has aged, like, so well. You know, and there's, I mean, it's just interesting to me how, like, existential a lot of it is. Mm-hmm. You know, which, I don't know, I guess maybe, I guess you could almost kind of argue that it's not really, because, you know, the, the, the general rule, like, is that comedy doesn't age that well, but I guess there's, like, I mean, do you consider... Do, do you consider Charlie Brown like most of it like really comedy or do you do you think it's it does it kind of straddle the line I mean there's a lot of like there's a lot of pathos <laughs> there is yeah I mean I think it does straddle the line in some ways and I think that that's what makes it so lasting is because it really does speak to the experiences of children and like the things that we go through with our friend groups and you know times when we feel inadequate and then how our friends um, can really help lift us up. All that stuff that, that I think is, is, is a bit of a universal experience for kids. Um, I, I think that's why it's still resonant. I know that my uh, oldest daughter, Karis, who's eight now, um, she loves it. I mean, we still go to the comic book store and she gets Peanuts comics, you know? Um, oh, yeah, she and, and they're really fun to read and, and they spark a lot of interesting conversation between us about, you know, like the, the way friends are meant to treat each other and what's hopeful about it. And it's just it's just really fun. And, you know, I'm glad to do it because um, she loves it and it'll be fun for me to bring her. And I just think families in general will have fun seeing that show together. Yeah, um, because it's and, and it's a classic. I mean, I would say you're a good man. Charlie Brown qualifies as a classic and yeah. kind of uh, American theater for sure. All right. And then following Charlie Brown, also in the sudden is our annual production of Cinderella. 
Yay! <laughs> We're bringing Mike McGee back uh, to direct the show, and he's excited about that. We're excited to have him back, and um, you know that's always just a great time of year. I mean, it really sincerely speaks to traditions in this theater company, and uh, always excited to uh, have Cinderella on the season. Following that show, we have another area premiere. <laughs> If you do that enough, it starts to sound like somebody's talking. It sounds like Charlie Brown. Like that. <laughs> um, that's, uh, so in January, in the Gaddy, we are going to do uh, the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime. And um, we're really, really excited about this show. I'm going to direct this one. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it had that huge tour. And, the, and you know, of course, it was West End, Broadway. And um, we're really excited to kind of bring that story into the intimacy of the Gaddy. Um, you know, to really look at that story in, in, a, in a new way with fresh eyes um, and also just to do a play that features an actor with autism. I think we're excited about the opportunity to do that and, and, and how that really reflects our mission to be a welcoming place. Um, and, you know, we also uh, are going to do our first ever adult sensory friendly performance. Um, so we're really, really thrilled about this play the story is riveting um if you've read the book or if you've seen the play you just know like it's just uh, it's, it's yeah. a story that is super theatrical and also really compelling and it, it just allows us to think through the experience of um someone who has autism absolutely and, uh, really and I, to me i mean it's, it's a really interesting i've never actually read the book although i've seen it on stage and i think it's kind of interesting because one can just kind of enjoy it if you just like mysteries just because it is a mystery but then it's doing something really different and kind of subverting the genre with who the hero, you know, the, who the hero is. And, um, and this young boy is just pretty, it's pretty remarkable. So I'm really excited to see that and to see a local production. So, um, we were actually, when we applied for the rights, we were like, eh, we'll probably never get this. And then we got the rights and we we're like, okay, here we go. Now we're going to do this thing. So, uh, that's one. I would say, like, if there's one in the Gaddy this year that I just think there probably won't be a single ticket that goes unsold, uh, it's that one, just because it's such a, such a dynamite. It's just such a great book and 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 really great on the stage as well. Absolutely, we're following that with our second family series show of the season. It will be in the Sutton Theater. And that is going to be Susicle Jr. Hey, y'all, it's time for a fun game called Stump Patrick. <laughs> this is a game that I just right. invented where I try to stump Patrick. All so right. it's just like what the name is. Uh, Patrick, what was the last show we did by Aaron's and Flaherty, the uh, team behind Susicle? We've done one other play by them in the last uh, 10 years or so. Huh. It was before my time. I can't Google it. Can I just? They no, can't it? Google it. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. What was the last one? You can Google it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't need to Google okay. it. Uh, it was Once on This Island. Once on This Island, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was right before I got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great, great team. It's a great team, and it's a great story. And we're doing the junior version so that we can give some young people a chance to audition and be on stage here. And yeah. we're just really excited about that. Um, so uh, Kathleen Rudolph is directing that. Go. She always does a great job. So that's one to look forward to. And uh, one to circle on your calendar if you're a young actor. Um, because, you know, Kathleen always does really great work. Some lucky child will get to be the cat in the hat. 
<laughs> That's right. And probably drive their parents crazy. <laughs> That's true. After Sioux School Junior, uh, we're doing our third family series show in the season, and it is a new adaptation of the Jungle Book. So it kind of fits. <laughs> more air horn. Yeah. We're doing more air horn for that one because it kind of fits both uh, now and then in our theme, right? Because it is, of course, a classic story. It's a show that we've actually done here before, but we've never done this adaptation. So this uh, adaptation is by Monica Flory, and we're really excited about um, what she's done with it. I mean, it's really interesting, actually, to kind of see um, this story through the eyes of a female playwright. Uh, it's really exciting and it's, it's action-packed. It's really good. It's not a musical version of the story. It's not directed by Andy Serkis. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, um, it could be. It could be. He hasn't said no. He hasn't said no. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, The Jungle Book. How can you go wrong? Great there classic book. Again, fits our literacy theme. So, yeah. So, that would be the final uh, show in the family series that year in March of 2020. In April of 2020, back over in the Sutton Theater, we're going to do uh, the classic Raisin in the Sun. Yay. Yeah, and Raisin in the Sun's been done here before. Um, I believe the last time we did it, Linda O'Day Young directed it. Yep. Um, and we just really uh, felt like in picking this one uh, that it's it's time to really look at this story again um, with, uh, you know, just some of the, the, the things going on in the world right now with, um, you know, the changing landscapes of cities and um, just economics in the country. And we just thought uh, that this uh, play really speaks... Um, to the moment that we're in, you know, as I'm picking plays for the season and reading scripts, um, uh, me and Leslie Castro, who is my uh, Jack Hall artistic intern this year, we really uh, asked ourselves the question of which plays can we pick and, and should we be looking at that really speak to the world that we live in. And so for us, this was um, a really great fit uh, for the for the world that we're in right now. And uh, really, really happy to have it on the season. It is a classic. It's a true classic. And when we look at the traditions of this place and the things that came before us, we really felt like this was just um, it was a great time to bring this back. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, I mean, as, as, as important as this play is and as just excellent, I mean, I, I think it's one of these plays you could say it, it's a perfect play. It um it hasn't been produced in the Triangle in a number of years, not since Playmakers did it, and I believe 2013. So we won't produce it until 2020. So it'll be like seven years or something since it's been done in the Triangle, which just to us felt like too long. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a story that needs to be told. And then our final show of the season. So in uh, late May and June of 2020 is the Great Musical Urine Town. <laughs> It's not a premiere, but it's the last play. It's so. not a premiere, but it's the last it's play, and it's so. you're in town. And so um, we know for sure that this musical, the last time it was produced here and directed by Haskell Fitzsimmons, was um, a, a show uh, and a production, specifically that production that has been cherished in our history. Um, and uh, we just felt like it was time. So uh, real quick again, Antigone, Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder, Blood at the Root, you're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, Cinderella, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, Susical Jr., Jungle Book, Raisin in the Sun, and You're in Town. A Yay. really, really good season. Season now and then is what we're calling it. Yep. But there's a lot of other stuff that happens at the theater and that goes on. Charles, you want to talk a little bit about some other things we have cooking? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, just as a, if you're... Um 
if you're wondering what other kind of fun things you can come do here, um, our movie series it will be back again, both uh, we presume in the summer of 2019 and the summer of 2020. And uh, the 2019 series will start on July 11th. And we're gonna again have a, a vote for one of the movies. Uh, we wanna hear what y'all think. So you should vote with us starting April 1st and we'll announce the lineup at the end of the month. And the vote that we're gonna do is to pick a movie from the Oscar nominations for Best Animated Film. So those options are uh, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man. So those are going to be, um, any one of those we're excited to show. Groove in the Garden is going to be back in September of 2019. The date for that is Saturday, September 21st. We're going to announce at least some, if not all, the lineup on April 30th, and tickets will go on sale. We've got Art in the Garden. That's coming up on Saturday, April 27th, 2019. And uh, we're excited about our new partnership with the NC State Craft Center. They're going to be out doing demos and, um, and having really cool stuff that people have made at the Craft Center that you could purchase and we um and all of these things are, are annual events so even though we're announcing the 1920 season uh which starts in july 2019 and goes through june 2020 you know these things that are happening in the spring of 2019 presumably will be back and uh and also the raleigh symphony we're having our very first ever concert with them stage music concert stage concert musical May 18th and 19th, 2019, West Side Story and Concert, and we plan to have them back in the 2019-2020 season, but we're um, in the midst of figuring out some possible titles. So uh, if you have any, those of you listening at home, if you've got ideas about uh, musicals you've always wanted to see in concert, you know, there's always there's always fans of Chess, the musical. We always hear from you, Chess heads. We do. Y'all are, y'all do. are like the most organized caucus in america <laughs> yeah small but mighty small but mighty um, what yeah. else do you what else do people tell you we should do in concert uh not well you know i think people have suggested a lot of great things there's always um probably right behind the chess contingent are people who push sondheim yeah and that they don't push one particular show but they push a lot of different the canon. shows the canon yeah um which is exciting and uh, we've heard people say they want to hear a little night music uh, people have said my fair lady like there's been a lot of other other things but that chess that chess contingent they man they hardcore they're hardcore and you know we we hear you, we hear you. <laughs> um, but you know that's it's a tricky musical it's a tricky musical but it's a good one so who knows who knows what's gonna happen but yes email me um, I'd love to hear suggestions for what we should be doing with the symphony, you know, to really think like what musical is going to sound gorgeous with that symphony behind it. Right. Um, is really exciting uh, thing to do. Yeah. Um, good. So uh, how do people subscribe, Charles? Yeah, well, go online, Uh There's a little, you know, there's always a section that says memberships uh, on the homepage or it'll, it'll say 2019-2020 season. And, uh, and of course, you don't have to subscribe. You know, there's also, I mean, the, the benefits of subscribing are, are you save 10 to 15%. We call them memberships here. Subscriptions is the standard industry term. You get the best seats uh, for reserved seating shows, and you're guaranteed not to miss sold out. 
shows, of which about half the shows in our season typically sell out 100%. And even those that aren't completely sold out for the entire run oftentimes have sold out performances. So I really see the benefit of those memberships is just making sure that you don't miss out on stuff. But if that's not your bag, that's cool too. We've got single tickets. Um, single tickets will go on sale July 1st. Season memberships are available now. So that's just the thing. If you really can't wait to get those tickets, then you've got to buy the membership now. But July 1, you'll be able to buy tickets to anything. That's great. And, um, you know, I, I always want to say, like, uh, it, it, we announced these seasons in February, uh, but we still have season left. And so there's oh, yeah. some exciting stuff coming up. Uh, so uh, Junie B. Jones, the musical, is uh, is our next musical coming Just extended coming up. that. Just extended it. Early yeah. March. Yeah. yeah, so we're really excited about that. Get your tickets now if you want them because... Uh, really, they're available for that extension weekend, and there's some other seats, of course, throughout, but uh, they'll go fast, so get those tickets as soon as you can. And then after uh, Junie B. Jones, the musical, we're doing uh, an area premiere. What, where's oh. the horn? Uh, uh, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. late, but it came in it, real it strong. Yeah, it was good. It was strong. It was nice. It underscored it really well. Uh, we're doing uh, Bob Marley's Three Little Birds um, in the Gaddy, and we're super excited about that. Uh, Live band? Play. There's a band. I will be on stage, and it's the music of Bob Marley. Man, even in um, callbacks and auditions and in these these first week of rehearsal, um, just, man, the, when, when, when Ronzel, who is our music director, starts playing those chords, it just feels good. Like, it just nice. feels like a celebration of life I, I can't wait for that production so please join us for that and that's going to be our first ever sensory friendly production in the gaddy yeah. so uh we're excited to see how that works here also a fun thing about that is that i think so many people think the name of that song is don't worry or don't worry about a thing and that's not the name of the song so if nothing else hopefully people will walk away and actually know the name of the song which is three little birds three little birds there you go yeah and we should mention that in next season as well, we did talk about doing our first ever sensory-friendly production for adults, right. but we will continue to do them for every family series yep. show as well. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, and so after uh, uh, Three Little Birds, we have uh, Ken Ludwig's Baskerville, a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Um, we're thrilled about that. Um, so I was originally slated to direct that. I've stepped away from that so that I can focus on... Um, Pippin and Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. Um, and a, a good friend of mine that I've known from D.C. for a long time, he's a North Carolina native, and he's back in North Carolina now, Jeremy Skidmore, will be directing that, and that's going to be a great show. And then, of course, we're uh, closing our season with Pippin, which I'm directing, and I am thrilled about that. Information, audition information for that will be out very soon. And then, of course, we also have Divas. May 4th. Divas is May, May the 4th. May 4th be... <laughs> with you diva that doesn't make any sense <laughs> well we can know. figure that out we need to work on that did you tell allison it has to be star wars theme well yeah i just thought she knew yeah i just thought she knew that it's good so, um no we just cast it we got a cast for divas they're remarkable um really really excellent group of, of folks so i uh, uh, can't wait for divas on may 4th uh, but yeah, so thank you so much for listening. We hope to see you at the theater. You have any parting words of wisdom or advice, Patrick? Charles? I want to give you the opportunity to take us out. Oh my gosh, I haven't gotten to do the air horn yet. Oh, oh, just oh, yeah. Okay, so, I, have to, I have to reawaken the air horn. Okay, okay, go for it, man. All right, here we go.
I like I like minimal. I'm minimalist <laughs> by nature. But that was really I'm exhilarating. Maximalist. That was that was when really fun. I was, well, right. I think more it's just that you're a basketball fan. So I'm air horn, fan. you know, like there's constant like horns throughout That's true. basketball. That's yeah, true. Right. Yeah. See, I like I'm football, hockey, and there's not as many horns yeah. around. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, become a member of the season or buy single tickets. Um, and always let us know what you're thinking. We're both open uh, to, to hearing feedback and praise and whatever comes our way. We enjoy talking with, with everybody um, who works here. Uh, Absolutely. And don't forget, there's tons of volunteer opportunities throughout the season front of house, back of house, on stage, so many different ways to get involved there and tons of classes for adults, for young people. So we look forward to seeing y'all at the theater, hopefully for not just shows, but something else in 2019, 2020. All right. See you at the theater soon.